I'm Kurt, I'm a parent, and this is the Parent Skills Podcast. Well, hey there, welcome back to another episode of our Parent Skills Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, As always, we're grateful that you're here. We hope that this little podcast will give you a couple extra tools in your tool belt, a couple extra arrows in your quiver to help you win as a parent on your parenting journey. And today I'm really excited. Um, In just a minute, you're going to introduce a really good friend of mine. His name is Matt McCage and Matt lives out in the beautiful city of Detroit, Michigan. Um, I never thought I would say beautiful in Detroit, Michigan in the same sentence, but I did. Uh, Matt lives out in Detroit, Michigan. He is a youth pastor and he works with a missions organization that takes thousands of teenagers out on missions trips every single year. And he's a parent of some children who are in the midst of transitioning from being young kids into being early adolescents. And that's what we're going to talk about with my friend Matt today is as parents, how do you transition and how do you help your kids transition through this really important time of becoming teenagers? So we're going to talk about that with my good friend Matt in just a second. All right. Well, welcome back in in studio again. By studio, I mean the cruddy little office area. Um, is Matt? Matt, how you doing? I'm good, Kurt. Awesome. Well, Matt, hey, um, here's the deal. The audience. This audience is basically our Saddleback parents. So good. Um, this little podcast is part of our efforts to just give them some some hope and some help, some resources to help them win. So before we jump in our topic, why don't you give them the thirty second? How long you've been married? Ages of your kids? All that good stuff. Yeah. So Joyce and I. We have been married for 22 years, been together for 24, so I always got to throw in those extra two years. Three kids, uh, Aiden is 15, Warren is 13, and Emma Licious is nine. She's going to be 10 in like a wow. month. Wow. So nine, 13, and 15, or yeah. t- really 10, 13, and 15. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and just 30 seconds on what you do for a living and... What, what it's like to live in Detroit? And- we, it's funny because usually when I tell people that I'm from Detroit, Michigan, they always reply with, oh, uh, on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> Was that planned? <laughs> there is a way out. There, there's a, it's called U-Haul. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I've been living there. I grew up there, lived in Nashville for a couple years, came back to Michigan for some reason, which I'm still trying to figure out. But been in youth ministry for 24 years, started in 1994, and uh, been full-time youth pastor, volunteer, uh, Christian publishing, and now working for a nonprofit yep. that takes students around the world, both both domestically and internationally, on, on mission trips and service projects, gotcha. and gotcha. helping them really be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Very, very cool, and a very worthwhile cause, so thanks for doing that. Um, Here's what I want. I just want you to riff for a little bit. Oh, I like think this is going to be one where I'm going to, I'm going to kind of just tee it up and I'll sit back and I'm, we, I might re-engage, sure. but I might just kind of let you go to town. Cause I think you, you come from a really cool perspective and that is as a youth worker, yeah. you have seen and you understand well, this whole process of adolescent development and kids transitioning from being kids to young teens to teen teens. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you've, you've helped kids navigate it. You've helped parents navigate it. And then the rules change. They totally change because you're, because <laughs> your own kids start going through it. Yes. Right. And as a youth worker, I, I can attest that nothing makes a youth pastor more insecure than when they have to begin in their own household mm. to navigate the things that they've always been an expert to yes. other people yes, about. Lord Jesus. You know, it's so easy to be an expert about discipline yes. until you have to discipline your own kids. It's so easy to be an expert about junior high ministry yes. until you have a junior higher yes. living. And, and so, you know, for, and, and for the first time, we can suddenly empathize with all the parents who have found themselves in similar, similar situations. But most of those parents don't have the the history of experience that you and I had. Right. You know, even though I was suddenly very insecure and suddenly going through it in my own family for the first time, the reality is I had seen it literally thousands of times. Yes. I had had literally hundreds of coffee conversations with moms and dads who were going through it. Not because I was a parenting expert at the time, because I hadn't gone through that yet. But because I was an expert in adolescence, I understood some of the some of the stuff. Um, but the parents listening today, they might be in the middle of it. They're yeah. bracing themselves for what's to come, and they don't have that benefit of just some, you know. I mean, I was insecure, but right. I had this history of knowledge that helped me navigate that. So what I want you to do is just kind of combine the two. Yeah. You know, just what you know, what you know and what you've experienced, yeah. how have you helped your kids navigate into adolescence mm -hmm. and what are some parent skills? Cause at the end of the day, we want parents to have just, sure. a few, what are a couple tangible, practical skills that yeah. moms and dads can employ as their own kids navigate into early and the teenage years? Yeah. So when you, when you say that it's so true because I have found at this stage, of going from the youth pastor hat and the youth ministry hat to all of a sudden parent of teenagers. I, I say this word a lot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I was talking about right. before. Yep. And you, when you are on that side of the table, so to speak, right. it's a whole new awareness. It's a whole new experience. Because you go from a position of, yes, I can look into your situation and I can identify some things that you could do that would be very helpful. Right. As a parent, you really have to youth pastor yourself. Uh, right. In my perspective. Right. Perfect example. Um, the church that we serve in, uh, the person didn't prepare a lesson for junior high. So all of a sudden, my wife and I were kind of in the back and we're engaging in worship. And then all of a sudden, the junior hires come in. And they sit in the front row. My wife looks at me and she says, Oh, wait a second. You're in adult worship. We're service. in adult worship. And all of a sudden, all the junior hires come in with the junior high leader sitting in the front row. So I'm thinking, okay, something either really bad happened and they're just like, we're done. We're, we're not having junior high today. <laughs> right, right. Or I'm thinking someone just did not prepare a lesson. Right. There's that moment. Right. We, I, let's just go to big church. Right. And so I found myself looking at my kid wondering, okay, are you sitting with the leader because you got in trouble, you and all your friends, or are you there because they want you to be exposed to the corporate worship of right. adults? Right. And I found myself as a parent thinking, I don't know if I like this, 
But then I had to remember, well, when I served at Woodhaven, all the youth group kids sat together in the front of the church off to the side. And that was like the community time. Right. So I had to put myself in check on that and say, okay, this is, this is youth ministry moment. This is good, right? right. This is okay. So versus, beyond that side of the table the, of it. Versus the parent hat, you were going down the parent road of. Going down the rabbit trail of what happened? What did my kid do? What yeah, did he and yeah, his friends do? Yeah. Why is this youth group so unorganized? Right. Or whatever the like, case seriously, may be. Yeah. can't they get it together? <laughs> so it, it is different in being on that side of the table now. Right. Interesting. So as, as Joyce and I have really been navigating this journey of elementary age kids to junior high and now having junior high and high school and element. So I got one in each category. Right. Right. What it's done for us is it's, it's opened up a whole new reality of what parenting and spiritual discipleship, Christian discipleship looks like and just the practicality of it. Right. So if I'm sitting down with, with my younger self, as Aiden, our oldest, is he'll be 15 in like two weeks. And I'm having a conversation with my younger self. There's going to be three things I'm going to remind myself of, right? And the first thing is buckle up. Right. Just buckle up, buttercup, because this is going to go This is going to go fast, mm-hmm. right? But that that's our parent mantra, right? right? It's oh, yeah. going to go faster than what you think. They're going right. to grow up quicker than what you think. Right. But the reality is... Once they hit junior high, it goes by faster than what you even anticipated. That's been my experience Mm. because really things change in a hurry. Right. I call it, I call it, we're coming out of the juice box haze. Okay. So think of it this way. In elementary school, you got six years, Mm -hmm. kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Right. So as a parent, you really start to wonder uh, and you start to process and work through Kindergarten, is my kid going a half day? Are they going a full day? Are they going to make it the whole time? Are they going to have friends? Are they going to be friendly? Are they going to be on the buddy bench? No one's going to want to play with them at recess. Are they going to make fun of the kids on the buddy bench? Right? Right. You go through all these these ideas in your head as a parent. By first grade, you get a little bit more of a groove. Second grade, grade, you kind of hit it. You know when curriculum night's going to be. You know the teacher's going to be. And so time is going by. But it's within the six-year block. Right. Then all of a sudden, sixth grade happens. Your kids go to a whole new school, new friends. And now that six-year block just shrunk to three years. Or two if it's a junior high, seventh, right. eighth grade. Right. So now it's, okay, this next season, this is a really short pit stop. Right. Then you get to, all of a sudden, that's over. And now you're in high school. Right. And for us, it was the reality a few months ago. Uh, I have a little desk in my in our bedroom. So I'm just doing a little bit of work. And uh, Joyce just comes into the room and you know, she's she's got a little bit of little bit of tears, a little bit of emotion in her eyes. And I'm like, okay, something's something's different. I'm thinking maybe somebody there was an argument or the kids got snippy. And she just looks at me, Kurt, and she asks, where did the time go? Mm. I'm thinking she's talking about the day, right? We had a pretty busy day and right. a lot of things didn't get done in the checklist. She said, we only have three summers left. 
So Aiden's in ninth grade. She's looking at it from a mom perspective of, wait a minute. This dude was just in elementary school. Right. And we, now we have three summers. Left. Three summers left from ninth to 10th, 10th to 11th, 11th to 12th. Right. So now all of a sudden, as parents who have been in youth ministry for but 24 it, but years. It, but in Michigan, you guys have basements, right? We do have basements. So he could live in your basement for like eight more he years. He probably will. I, I've seen his <laughs> grades this week. He's, he's probably, he's, he's probably going to be living there for a while. <laughs> I don't think we're going to take him on vacation yeah, with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, but so now it's looking at that and saying, this has flown by right. so much faster yeah. than what it was. Now you look at that and you say, yeah, dude, it does. Right. Because what I've, what I've figured out is that your level of experience really impacts your level of awareness okay. when it comes to parenting. So unpack that for me. So your level of experience of, of how, how much older your kids are okay. gives a greater enlightenment and understanding Thank you. of how fast yes. time flies. Yes. When you're changing diapers, you can't imagine You're the praying day. for it to be over. Right. Right. Wow. But then all of a sudden you realize, okay, high school, Aiden's, Aiden's going to be 15 in two weeks. Yep. Which means driver, driver training is coming out. Right. Which means next big thing is 16, which means next big thing is 18 graduation. Yeah. So then you realize, well, wait a minute, when that happens, Warren is going to be a junior. Right. Because he's one year behind Aiden. I think it's Reggie Joyner. I'm not sure if he's the first one who said this. I think he's the one who I remember it from a few months ago, he spoke at our church and he said, the days are long, but the years are short, dude, the days are long, that's good. but the years are short. And that's really what you're, what, that you're, is. what you're talking about that when, is you, when, so true. when you're neck deep in it, it's like tomorrow can't come quick enough. No, tomorrow can't come. And all of a sudden you're walking them down. There's a, a, a communicator. His name was Ken Burns. I'm not sure if you ever heard. Oh Ken yeah. Burns fantastic Christian communicator from back in the day. Um, and he, one time I was watching a video of him and he said this statement about raising his daughter. He said, you know, I, I was holding her in my arms the day she was born in the hospital, mm -hmm. all swaddled up. Mm -hmm. And he said, and then, and he just, the way he told stories. And then I made the biggest mistake of my life. I blinked. Yeah. And I was walking her down the aisle. Dude. And I that was before I had children and I thought, "Oh man." Mhm. Mm and and that actually that that little <clears throat> that little story actually helped me. Okay. It helped me in those moments of like, gosh, I I, I this I can't get through this stage cuz what yes. you described are stages or mm -hmm. phases, right? <clears throat> of the elementary school block yep. or phase, junior high, high school and it feels like, man, I, I can't wait to get through the next phase. I can't right. wait. Um, and not because we're not, maybe not because we're in, not enjoying this phase, but it's just hectic. You know, man, it is. you know, when, if, when she gets into junior high, her life will slow down. Well, it probably won't slow down. No. It'll just get a different kind of busy. Different kind of busy. When they get to high school and they start, they can drive on their own yep. and they'll work at Chick-fil-A for 12 hours a week. I'll have them out of my hair a little bit. No, you won't. No, no, you won't. I have a 21 year old and a 25 year old who's married and she's in my, guess what? Now she's got some dude that's her husband. He's in my hair as much as she is like, and, and that he's like the lice in your hair that you just want to get rid of. And that, that block, that parenting block yes. will, will, will last the rest of my lifetime. Right. 
it'll last the rest of my lifetime. Um, and yet, man, the years go by, dude, man, the years go by fast. I was, I was, it was, it seems like it was just her wedding day, but it was two and a half years ago. That's crazy. But it felt, it feels like it was just her wedding day. So, so Matt, here, here's what I want to do is, um, we've got about four more minutes. We try to keep these kind of short. Sure. What I want you to do is give our parents, we, we, we've kind of set the stage. Um, you know, even this idea of, Hey, the, the, the days are long, the weeks are mm-hmm. short. That's mm-hmm. a great philosophy. That's a great, um, sticky note to remind ourselves of. Yeah. It's not a parent skill. Do you have one or two yeah. skills that can help parents navigate yeah. this, these, these transitions well. So you can get any, you can go to the local store, you can go on Amazon, you can go on Audible, and you would see an enormous amount of how-to practical or philosophical stuff, right? right? Here are three things that I try to do every day. Oh, awesome. And that Joyce tries to, so I work from home, yep. so I have a ton of exposure with the kids. Right. Take them to school, pick them up, all the holes. So, so for me, this is, this is the mantra I try to live by. I try to hug them every day. Mm-hmm. There's something unique when you wrap your arms around your kids. You are heart to heart. Beginning of the day, after they get home from school, whenever it is, try to hug them every day. I try to hold them every day. Yeah. So I got two kids that are cuddlers still. Right. And so if I'm on the couch, one of them might snuggle up. But I can guarantee you at least once a day, I'm going to wrap my arms around my man child, Warren. Who's, who's not a cuddler anymore. He is not the cuddler. He's the 13-year-old, 5 foot 10, 196 pounds, size 11 shoe. Yep. He is, don't cuddle with him. But you know what he loves? When I wrap my arms around him and I say, dude, dad, I love you so much. So proud of you. So proud of the young man you're becoming and that you're going to be. So I try to hug them. I try to hold them. So the hug is a brief, just a show of affection. Yep. The hold with your cuddlers is you snuggle up while yep. you're watching TV or you snuggle up while you're reading a book together. Or yep. you snug. But with, with your middle child, the hold is an arm around the shoulder because yep. he doesn't want to cuddle. Doesn't but, it's cuddle. A, but it's a prolonged. Yep. And you're very you're, intentional, and you're affirm, heartfelt. You're affirming him. Which comes to the third you're, thing. You're not trying to force him. No. To... To, to conform to, hold, to something that to I want or that way. I feel like I need. Right. It's it's all about him in that moment. Right. Right. Yep. It's about what I need to convey to him, but in a way that he's going to accept it and process, gotcha. understand gotcha. it. Right. So it's there's the there's the hug, the there's hold. the hold. I love this th- two H's. Please tell me there's a third. There's H. the honor. Oh no. Nice. Always try to honor them. Yeah. Every day hmm. I try to find a way to honor them for the person that they are, the person that they're becoming, because we aren't raising the thirteen year old. Warren McCage, we're raising the 30-year-old Warren McCage. Right. We're not raising the 15-year-old Aiden McCage, raising the 50-year-old. There's right. an intentional long yeah. game that I'm playing. Right. Right? So as mom and dad, we have a level of intentionality that we're trying to hit, which goes way beyond the weeds of right now. It has the long-term vision of what we're trying to get to right. decades down the road. Yep. yep. So that's what it is. It's, it's really practical. It's the hug, the hold, and the honor. It, well, it, Matt, here's what I love about that. That is simultaneously, our pastor always talks about parallel tracks in life. Okay. And I, you just described some parallel tracks. It, um, at the same time, it's incredibly simple and easy to remember. 
and not super time consuming. I mean, no. for you, you have three kids, yeah. you're trying to do three things a day. You're, 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 as a dad, you're intentionally trying to do nine things. Yes. But how much time, if you add it up, how much time it oh. takes? Is it 15 minutes total? No, not the even. Hug, I mean, the, the, the holding, the cuddling might be longer. With cuddling the might be longer on right. TV, yeah, right? right? My leg falls asleep, right. dude, get right. off. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Dad's done. But it, but it's, so it's super easy. It's super it, easy. It, and, it, and it's very natural. It comes from the heart. But it's, I, I mean, I'm sitting here going, that is so, so here's the parallel track. Yeah. Super easy, incredibly meaningful. Yes. Now they don't know. They don't know. Hey, I'm gonna do my honor moment with you. That's, right. Those are just triggers. That's for just you. in my head. But what they're gonna grow up knowing is, man, my dad seemed like every day my dad yeah. was giving me a hug. It seems like every day my dad had something. He would always say something affirming and what he saw in me. Right. It seems like, like every day. Yeah. Every day, even on the days that he was ticked and I got grounded and I right. got in trouble. I broke curfew when I was 17, but my dad, even on that day, my dad looked me in the eye at some point and reminded me how, how proud he is of me. Cause one day your kids are going to have stories to tell, right? They're, they're going to have Guaranteed. accounts to relive. Guaranteed. And so do I want them to be a more positive? Now, sometimes things are going to happen, but here's what happens when I hug my kid, they get a recharge, right? right? Because you can almost, especially at the end of the day, even with Warren, the the, right. the I don't want to cuddle, but he loves his hug. Right, you could feel him kind of yep. like relax and melt yep. at the end of the day. But oh, it also yeah. serves as a reminder. Right. So it's a recharge for them. Yeah, it's a reminder for me when things start to get wonky. Yeah, and maybe Aiden's Aiden's being a little bit of a tool. It's right? good for your soul. It's to good hug for him. my soul. That's right. the, it's the reminder for me. Okay, this isn't just some kid at the school. This is my kid. Yeah, dude, I. I love it. And by the way, you just stumbled upon two other words that start with the same letter. So we've got, okay, parents, as we wrap this up, we've got three practical things. As your kids are going through all the craziness of transition, and by the way, in those transition years, those transition months, that's when things get the craziest and the most bonkers, which by the way, is why in those transitional seasons, it's more important than ever yeah. to be intentional. Scott Rubin and I, my buddy, we talked a couple episodes ago about nothing good happens accidentally. True. So be intentional. True. Right. You, you, you hold, well, I'm sorry. I got that out of order. Hug. You hug, you hold and you honor. And you honor. Right. Yep. And what it does for them is it helps them to, you had two recharge. R's. It's a recharge for, for them, them and a reminder for Correct. you. Matt, that's, that's fantastic. That's, that's awesome. Parents, I hope you took something out of that. I hope this episode um, serves you well in your efforts to to be the best parents you can to help in your efforts. And it's sort of our little motto here at Saddleback Parents is in your efforts to raise interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus yeah. who want to make a kingdom contribution. And one of the ways, one of the skills you can have to help you do that is hug your kid, hold your kid, honor your kid. It'll recharge them and it'll remind you of just how important and valuable they really are. Maddie, thanks for being here. Everybody, My thanks pleasure. thanks for joining us. As always, you can check out our previous episodes, saddlebackparents.com. If you want to subscribe to our podcast, you can do that in Podbean or on iTunes. Um, and if you think this is a podcast, it's really for our Saddleback families, but if you think this is a podcast that a coworker or a neighbor might benefit from, please, please, please share it as freely as you would like to. We'll see you folks next time around. Bye-bye.